Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philemon. Today is episode 578. Look at Philemon verses 23 through 25. Let's read our passage. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my co-workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. This is the conclusion of Paul's letter to Philemon. Philemon is a man in Colossae. Philemon has had a slave named Onesimus who has probably escaped, but he may have just gone errant, been on a mission for Philemon and, and gone astray and lost money or squandered money or stolen money. But he's ended up in Rome, and Paul has encountered him, and Paul has led him to Christ. And now Paul is sending him back to Philemon in Colossae. Tychicus is accompanying Onesimus, and Tychicus is carrying this letter to Philemon. And in it, Paul is asking Philemon to treat Onesimus well. Onesimus is an errant slave, and if he is a, indeed a runaway slave, then he could be quite severely treated upon his return. But Paul encourages Philemon to treat him not as an errant slave, but as a fellow brother in Christ. And it seems that whatever was going on with Onesimus, he has had a change of heart that he's come to Christ and is willingly returning to Philemon. Paul has outwardly asked Philemon to accept Onesimus as a brother in Christ and treat him well. But between the lines, Paul has basically said, he's been very useful to me here in Rome. What I really would like you to do is grant him his freedom and then send him back to Rome to continue to work with me. So this now, verses 23 through 25, is just the conclusion of the letter. Paul says in verse 23, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. Epaphras is a shortened version of Epaphroditus, and there's an Epaphroditus mentioned in Philippians, but that's probably not the, the same guy as this. Epaphras is also mentioned in Colossians. Now remember, Philemon is in Colossae. Philemon is a Colossian. And Tychicus is carrying the letter to Philemon, but he's also carrying the letter to the Colossian church. And in the chapter 1 of Colossians, verse 7, Paul says, You learned this from Epaphras, our dearly loved fellow servant. He's a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has told us about your love in the Spirit. So this idea on your behalf almost seems like he's a, an emissary from the church in Colossae to come work with Paul, or at least he is from Colossae himself. Then the conclusion to the Colossian letter in Chapter 4, verse 12, Paul says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. He's always wrestling for you in prayers so that you can stand mature, fully assured in everything God wills. So Epaphras is mentioned first in this closing group of people. Apparently, he's quite effective in his ministry, and he is from Colossae. So they all know him. And Paul is, well, just saying that Epaphras sends you greetings. He's with me. 
Then he continues, he says, Epaphras sends greetings, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my co-workers. Now, Mark, he's also mentioned in that section uh, at the close of Colossians, Colossians 4.10. Paul says, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, sends you greetings, as does Mark, Barnabas's cousin, considering whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. So this is the Mark who, as Paul says, is a cousin of Barnabas. He went with Paul and Barnabas on the first missionary journey. But he's the one that turned back fairly early in the journey. Then when Paul and Barnabas wanted to go on their second missionary journey, Barnabas wanted to bring Mark. But Paul said, no, that guy ran out on us before. I'm not taking him. And because of that, Barnabas and Paul split. So Paul went on the second missionary journey with Silas. Well, here we are 15 years later, and Mark is with Paul in Rome. So it just shows there's been reconciliation. And this is the same Mark who wrote the Gospel of Mark. So he mentions Mark and Aristarchus. Aristarchus, we just saw there in the conclusion to Colossians, he lists there as his fellow prisoner. So here in Philemon, he calls Epaphras his fellow prisoner. In Colossians, he calls Aristarchus his fellow prisoner. Now, we don't really know what to make of that. Are, are they actually under arrest like Paul is, or is just the fact that they're with Paul who's under arrest? Paul includes them as his fellow prisoners. We don't have any more to go on other than this, so it's pretty much left a mystery. He mentions Demas, who he also mentions in Colossians 4.14, and Luke in Colossians 4.14. And this Luke is the Luke who wrote the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. And we see Luke traveling with Paul in the book of Acts. So here, Luke is with Paul in Rome during this time of Roman imprisonment. So this is final greetings. In the initial greetings, it was basically... Paul and Timothy. Now the final greetings are the other people who are with him. Epaphras, they know him. The others, they probably don't know. And it concludes in verse 25, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And that's just a standard concluding, wishing God's grace upon them. Well, that's the end of Philemon. Philemon is a very short letter. It's a personal letter. In it, there's not really any theology, but we do see relationships. We see also transformation in character. We see a transformation of Onesimus from an errant slave to a faithful servant of Christ and a companion and fellow minister with Paul. We see reconciliation of Onesimus with the Lord, but how we also see Paul facilitating a reconciliation between Onesimus and Philemon. We don't know much about Philemon other than what Paul has said. And the expectation from Paul seems to be that Philemon will grant freedom to Onesimus and send him back to Rome to work with Paul. So how does it all play out? Well, we don't know. Had Philemon not done what Paul asked, we probably wouldn't have this letter preserved for us. The assumption is that Philemon did what Paul had asked him to do. He did send Onesimus back to Rome. He did grant Onesimus his freedom. 
that Onesimus did go back and be part of Paul's ministry team. What became of Philemon and Onesimus? Well, some traditions say that Philemon became the bishop of Colossae. There's some indications that that's the way that turned out. But what about Onesimus himself? One of the problems is Onesimus is not an uncommon name. But there's some clues about what might have happened. One of the early church fathers named Ignatius. Ignatius was the bishop of the church in Antioch. It's Antioch of Syria. And for whatever reason, he was charged with defying the authority of the Roman Empire and was sent to Rome to be executed. It was somewhat unusual in that normally people like that were executed locally, but for some reason, Ignatius was brought to Rome to be executed. And the tradition says he was actually thrown to the beasts in the Colosseum. Along the journey, Ignatius wrote a series of letters to various churches. And one of the letters he wrote was to the church in Ephesus. And so this is probably around the year 110 AD. So like 50 years after Paul writes the letter to Philemon. And in it, he addresses the church in Ephesus and he refers several times to the bishop of Ephesus, a man named Onesimus. Now there's more than one Onesimus in the world. So it would be intrigued to think that perhaps this Onesimus in Philemon is the Onesimus who becomes the bishop of Ephesus. One of the clues why some people say that's probably the case is just the style of writing that Ignatius uses to address the bishop of Ephesus. And in one particular place, he uses a play on words much similar to the way Paul used that play on words in the letter to Philemon, where he says he hopes that the Ephesian people can be profitable to him. And some say there's even a similarity in style with the first few chapters of Ignatius's letter to, to the church in Ephesus to Paul's letter to Philemon. We can't say for sure. Some church historians said, yes, that, that is what happened, that this Onesimus, who was freed by Philemon, eventually became the bishop of the church in Ephesus, and that he himself was martyred in Rome. We can't say for sure, but the, uh, the expectation is that he did return to Rome. He did work with Paul. He did serve the Lord. So what we learn from Philemon, reconciliation. That's what Paul was after. Paul wasn't just looking for workers. Paul could get workers for himself, but he was impressed by Onesimus. He was impressed by the change in Onesimus, and he wanted to see reconciliation between Onesimus and Philemon, and then he wanted to see Onesimus continue his work in the Lord. So this finishes Paul's letters to Philemon. Now Philemon is part of the church in Colossae. Next time we'll look at Paul's letter to the Colossians, the letter that Tychicus also brought to Colossae. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we look at Colossians 2.13.